everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Christian Heim podcast, where we're living for preventative mental health, love, and compassion. I'm really happy that you've joined us today. I'm Caroline Heim, and today we are continuing our series taken directly from the monthly live Q&As that Dr. Heim does on the iHealth Radio channel in New York with the host, Hurricane H. Okay, so in this episode, we're going to talk about the high suicide rates that keep climbing, particularly in the USA. What's going on? Dr. Heim approaches this very difficult subject with great sensitivity and looks at the problems in society that are creating these escalating numbers of suicides and talks about how little daily interactions can help. And in this episode, Hurricane himself actually shares some personal stories that Dr. Heim responds to and then gives you some very important questions to ask yourself. The episode finishes with Dr. Heim showing a way out of feeling suicidal that has helped the people that he treats. Let's listen in. So the CDC just announced that suicide rate is as, as high as it gets. What can we do to help reduce this as individuals and or community? How can we prevent friends and family to entertain such a decision? Okay. Uh, I'm assuming well, they're referring to the, the suicide. Yep. Yeah, now, unfortunately, particularly in the States and in Australia, suicide rates have been rising uh, steadily, dramatically. Uh, it's, it's bad news, Hurricane, particularly in the last 25 years in these countries for some strange reason. And, all right, I'm, I'm going to say something really silly, and that is what we can all do individually is look after our own mental health so that we don't get depressed, so that we don't feel the need to do away with ourselves. Now, unfortunately, I have worked with a lot of people who have done away with themselves, and each case is very, very sad because each case was a beautiful individual that had a life of potential, but life became too painful. Now, doesn't matter how much pain we're going through, and yes, it does matter, when we're able to share that with people, the pain level comes down. So why is it that in these wonderful societies like the USA and Australia, people are taking their own lives more and more, and it has something to do with the feeling of being alienated. I'm not part of it. Nobody knows me. Nobody understands what's going inside of my head. So the techniques that we spoke about, which, as you said, they're just common sense techniques speaking to other people, dissipating stress before you get home, talking to somebody, right? So they did some studies in Japan to find out what we can do to uh, bring down the suicide rate. And the big, the big message out of those studies was to increase a sense of community, to get things happening so that you felt that the next person that you were seeing at a shopping center or in uh, a line at a bus stop or on a train, that you've somehow felt connected and responsible for them. So these were studies done in small towns that showed if people would just say hello to each other or just notice each other just a little bit more, then the suicide rate would actually come down. So in all these little interactions that we're starting to lose in big cities, okay? So if we talk about a city like New York City, you don't sort of say good day to everybody who passes because people are working hard, they're on their way, okay? But the smaller the town, the more likely you are to say, hi, how are you? 
have a nice day, all the best, just some little thing like that. So with all of our friends and family, if we can just increase those acknowledgements, hi, how are you going? What's your day like? Are you okay? And you talked about how in a relationship you get to know somebody when things aren't quite well. We have studies, and this, this is the whole are you okay movement, where if you notice that somebody's just a bit down and you start talking to them, even with a simple question like, are you okay, that that will open a dialogue so that that person doesn't feel alone. And so that's why we're all encouraged just to have little interactions with each other, a uh, little bit of eye contact, a little bit of touch, all these things that we're getting quite uh, precious about uh, because we don't want to be weirded out by somebody who wants something from us. But the downside is that we lose connection with the whole human race. So what can we do individually to bring down the suicide rate? Take care of your own mental health by taking care of your relationships. And even when you're out on the street with strangers, just sort of a little nod of the head, a tip or a hi as you, as you go by, if that's appropriate in your area, that actually helps enormously. Thank you, doctor. And you know, you mentioned something about New York, for example. You said it's a big city; yeah. people are running. But you know what? Who says that we can't do it in New York or any big city? I mean, you walk in, you look at someone. Hi, how you doing? How's your day? I mean, shouldn't be a bad, difficult task. But well, you're right. I mean, I know it's a little awkward. Some people will be like, eh, you know. Yeah. But but the idea is we can start that trend. I mean, even from this, from we're talking about. Hey, folks, you're in New York. Hey, listen, say hi to each other. It's all good. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But just keep it going because. You know, it is contagious. And, you know, we, we know that if I start laughing, you'll start laughing. Everybody starts laughing. And that's just, you know, proven as, 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 as right. real. It's contagious. It's contagious. Uh, it and, is. I mean, <laughs> that's right. And we don't have to start these things with strangers, just starting it with people that we work with every day. Like a lot of people will go, oh, John's in a bad mood. Okay. Well, I better avoid him, you know. And so <laughs> nothing said to John for hours, you know. But even if you know that John's in a bad mood, to go past and say, how you doing, John? Right, and just keep walking. Uh, he might grumble, but he still appreciates that you acknowledge him as a human being. John is still there. And it's those little things that, that help. So just with work colleagues or just with people in the same household. So uh, let's say if you're in a share house of four or five people and everybody tends to do their own thing because that's what households tend to do these days, if you're going to leave the house, just tell everybody who's in the house, I'm going now, see you later. And when you arrive back home, I'm back. Hi, how are you guys? They might think you're weird, but it won't take long before everybody's doing the same thing, just acknowledging the presence or what you're doing so that you live together, not alone as four or five separate individuals. Those little things make a huge difference. Well, thank you, doctor. Actually, I, I want to just add one thing. I mean, this is actually a true story, uh, but not even two weeks ago, uh, one of my kids' friends actually uh, committed suicide. Okay. And, uh, you know, they someone that was in our home, <laughs> someone that kind of grew up with my kids, uh, they went to school together, and it, sadly, you know, it happened. Uh, and it was kind of like devastating for the kids because it was just like, you know, someone that's close. I mean, you yeah. hear about it is one thing, but it comes close, to, you know, to yeah. you. It's a little more difficult. Uh, and I've had actually even my own personal family members, you know, uh, someone that, that 
I did without you know their life, yeah. and uh, it was just you know devastating for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. But but you know so so I mean I know it is not easy, and uh, for and and this is a a, a great you know kid who actually had a bright future and everything. From the outside, everybody looked at him like this kid had everything, and it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. But somehow something behind the scene was there, and no one figured it out. No one knew about it until it was too late. And, uh, you know, that is a tough place, you know, I think for our, especially for kids, uh, I think that that's even a higher rate with the, with teenagers and, and, and younger folks. Uh, it just, just for anyone listening right now, you know, as in that age group, is there any specific thing we can tell them in addition to what you just said, which is generic? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the generic thing is that we don't actually own our own life. Our life doesn't belong to us. So, Hurricane, just this episode, you talked about your son, you talked about your daughter, your daughter's friends, you talked about your partner, okay? In a sense, and I mean in a very real sense, they own your life. You can't just go and do what you want, right? You just can't say, bye-bye, I'm going to live in, in Japan, right? Because you affect their lives deeply. So you or any any one of us, we can't just do our way with ourselves because we're answerable to each other. We affect each other's life. There are people who actually love you, Hurricane, right? And they will be hurt if you did anything like just move away. Just, just, just try going away by yourself for two weeks and see how that, uh, how that goes down with the people that you love. Sort of like, what? What, what, are you, what are you doing? You can't just do that. So to do away with your own life, to say, I'm not going to be here anymore, that is just devastating for people that you don't even know about. There are people who watch this show, who love the way you do things, who love the information that you send, and you have a relationship with them, even if you don't know them. So they own a bit of you. You are responsible to them. So what I say to every individual is there are a whole lot of people to whom you are responsible. And I, I, I know people tend to say, no, nobody cares about me. Nobody cares if I live or die. But first thing is you go and ask your mum, mum, how would you feel if I decided to kill myself, all right? And you ask your father. Then you ask your children. Then you ask your brothers and your sisters. Then you ask, you go through and you ask even somebody that you've just worked with that you think are not particularly fond of you and you will see them change and they will say, I'd be devastated. I don't want you to do something like that. Why are you thinking of doing something like that? All of a sudden, they will start to rescue you. Your enemies, people that you think are enemies, will start to rescue you. Because deep down, and you said this earlier, Hurricane, there is goodness in all of us. We actually want to see each other do well. It's just that sometimes our busyness gets in the way, our preoccupation with ourselves get in the way so that we just lose these links that we have to other people. But it's actually these links to other people that keep us all alive. So we've got to keep all those links. Doctor, thank you so much. And, and you know, as I'm listening to you, I, I actually never thought about it the way you just presented it. <laughs> the idea that you don't belong to yourself, that you belong to your other people around you who actually around you. And I think that's that's something we sometimes we lose mind of because we are not yeah. really thinking about it. Uh, yeah. You really put in a way that, yeah, I don't know if people are watching right now listening, you know, you're probably going to be like, wow, I mean, that's deep. And it is deep because you're right. You know, 
it's this is not for you. I mean, when you said your life doesn't belong to you, I'm thinking religious, God, something. And then all of a sudden you say, well, the people that love you that are around you, and they were not. And you know what? You don't think about that because that's the thing. Like, you know, sometimes we're so caught up in ourselves that we don't think about, you know, who you're affecting, you know, with yeah. your decisions. And that those decisions can be material, you know, material decisions, physical decisions, or detrimental or bad decisions such as this one. But either way, you know, you have to think about everyone around you because, you know, there is a surrounding and there is an entourage, whether you like it or not. And yeah. someone can be living alone. They still have people that they interact with. They will, like to your point, they will miss. If you don't go to the same store and they miss you, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, I, I've quickly got to talk about uh, college students, all right, because yes, uh, when you leave home and you go to college, that is one point in your life when all of a sudden you have so much freedom that you've never had before that the things that I'm saying start not to make sense because you feel as though, oh, your parents are happy to uh, get rid of you, right? You don't have school teachers where if, if you don't get an assignment in at school, they will chase you. Whereas if you go to college or university and you don't put an assignment in, they don't care. That's your business. If you don't turn up, they won't chase you. So all of a sudden you feel that you have all this freedom and that feeling of freedom is wonderful. But you need to remember that your parents are just at the end of the phone. All right. There are good friends that you have grown up with that are just at the end of a phone. All right. Or that you can connect with and that. The reason that you're at college is to readjust where you're going to society so that you can actually then be answerable to other people again, so that you can have a love partner who would be devastated if you left even for a few weeks. Or one day you will have children who depend on you for their very lives. Uh, a mother who has a two-year-old child can't just say, I'm going off for a holiday and leave them. They will die that you actually have human beings dependent on you for life. And this might sound scary, but it's actually wonderful. This is actually what we want. The most amazing feeling that we get is being useful to each other. This is uh, the most amazing feeling for a parent, to know that there is people depending on you and you come through for them, right? And just knowing that you're doing a good enough job for your kids makes you realize that you have a purpose in life, right? And that is an amazing feeling and we all crave that feeling. It's just in college years, you don't get much of that feeling because you're being prepared for when that feeling will come to you. Wow. Thank you. You know, doctor, it's funny. You you talked about that that sense of responsibility. And yeah. this week alone, we had two shows and we talked about, you know, our furry friends and animals and one of the discussion we had is like the the responsibility that comes of having you know pets and and and, and family you know you know uh pets uh members and and it was it was just it, even thinking about that itself when you think about it like you don't just leave an animal and and, and go on vacation you have to think about where are you going to put them and stuff because they become body family and they really become family members so so it's beyond just you know. It's the human. The, the anybody that's on your life, you know, uh, yes. as is is somebody that you're gonna impact and affect with your decisions. And and so so, I hope that your message, doctor, has been you know clear to to our audiences. And maybe this can prevent from someone even thinking about you know uh, this this type of decision in their well, life. Well, then I'm going to give something very concrete to somebody who's contemplating suicide. 
okay? Uh, this is going to sound very strange, but I mean it very sincerely. If somebody, let's say in their 20s, is thinking of doing away with themselves, all that they need to do is find one useful task. Find an old lady who lives a couple of streets away that needs their grass mown every week, all right? Mm. And if you just say, I just want to go and mow your lawn every week, they will look forward to you turning up just to mow their lawn and you will feel that you are doing something for somebody else, that you are needed in this world just to mow the lawn once a week. So the way out of feeling suicidal is to feel that you can be useful to somebody else, even in a small way. And uh, going back to animals, I, I have had patients who will not kill themselves because they have to look after a dog because nobody else can take care of this dog the way that they can. And that is good. So if we can increase that feeling of usefulness for somebody else, you just go up to somebody else and say, can I do something for you? That actually becomes life-saving for a lot of people. Doctor, that is that is super powerful advice. And I think we all can use that. I mean, not that we're entertaining anything, but the fact is, you know, in life, to your point, the more, like, again, this, like you mentioned something about the show, people that yeah. may not know us, uh, yeah. this is something that I live for right now, and I, I, yeah. I enjoy it, and I want to continue doing this for as long as I yes. live to, to help as many people. And, and it's amazing because it does give you that sense of, like, almost responsibility that you, you, you need to be there, you need to do this, and it's a commitment. And yes. the more you think about your commitment, nothing else matters, and I think that's really important to, to take as a lesson, you know, so. Yes. Yes. So, so in a world where we're looking for more freedom, okay, and more doing what we want, what we end up missing is what we really enjoy the most, and that is being useful to somebody else, being needed by somebody else, being wanted by somebody else. That's one of the most beautiful feelings that all of life has to offer. Well, quite a confronting episode. Who do you belong to? Do you belong to yourself? I need to say that if this has brought up any difficult issues for you, please reach out and speak to someone or call a helpline. And remember to keep your links. We'll see you next time.